Hello everyone and welcome to another Planted podcast. So here we are for another episode and I'm very, very pleased to welcome along my friend, Angel, a yummy vegan, stateside, here today to talk to us all things. I'm not even going to put a subject on it, Angel, just all things Angel. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you here. We've been very active, of course, on Clubhouse over the last few months and got to know each other considerably more. So it's great to do the podcast with you. Finally, it's been on the bucket list for some time. So, Angel, how are you today? What's the weather like over in your neck of the woods? I'm doing great, Tom, and I'm super happy to be here finally. And it's super sunny today, so I'm super happy. Uh, I'm in the northeast of the U.S., so uh, it's warming up here. Spring has sprung, so I'm happy. Nice. Angel, do the Americans talk much about weather? Because this is one thing that I really kind of resent about our British culture, and I don't really know why I asked you, because... Anytime anyone talks to me about the weather, I kind of cringe because it's like there's so many things to talk about. There's billions of galaxies out there, billions of planets, billions of stars. And yet we talk about the weather day after day after day. So is this uh, is this a cultural thing in America? Um, it is, but to a lesser or greater extent, depending on where you are. So before I was um, here in the Northeast, I was in the South in Florida and there the, the, the weather would just go along the lines of, wow, it's super hot today. Right. But up here in the North, because it could be anything, you could have like three or four seasons in one day. Um, it's more of a topic. Yeah. And, you know, even within that season, um, you can have like a super windy day or a calm day, even if it's winter or summer or spring, it doesn't matter. So here it's a little bit more of a hot topic. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that. Where, Cause there's some parts of the world. It doesn't change as much. That would make sense. Right. But that's incredible. Anyway, Angel, I'm sure you're not here to talk about the weather for 30 <laughs> minutes, which <laughs> I'm more than happy to do, but it would be great to hear a little bit about you, Angel, in terms of, what your purpose is in life, where, where you're going and, um, you know, what you've been up to. It'd be amazing. Yes. Thank you, Tom. So I think that my purpose has evolved uh, throughout the years. Um, I do also uh, feel more and more that almost everything that I've done up until now is preparing me for what I'm doing now and oh. about to do in the future. So, for example, in my previous lives, I was in the travel and tourism uh, industry. I was in the tech industry, um, in the food industry. And I just feel like a lot of what I experienced over those years um, has prepared me for what I feel my mission is now, which is to share um, the vegan philosophy, the vegan lifestyle And I have a particular interest in sharing how awesome it is to travel as a vegan, because sometimes that's a a bit of a, you know, a a great area for some people. And some people maybe lose their footing a little bit because they're in a foreign country or, um, you know, the food is different, et cetera. So I love showing people that we can as vegans uh, thrive on on our vegan diet and lifestyle, even when we're traveling. Um, I also um, really want to get the the message out there, not just on social media, 
I'm also working on some uh, books uh, that'll come out in the form of eBooks. Um, I would super love to also have um, some type of like a group coaching um, and also uh, hopefully when the world opens up again, some retreats, um, that would be awesome as well. Um, and more, you know, um, I guess engagement with people to really see like what they're struggling with. Um, I'm just hearing so many awesome stories about people's um, success uh, with uh, thriving on a vegan diet and lifestyle. Um, if you even if you start as a flexitarian or reducitarian, um, a plant-based um, diet, and then on to veganism, kind of as a whole lifestyle. Um, you know, I just want to help people wherever they are. Okay. Wow, that's so much stuff, Angel. And I, as I say, we've been talking quite regularly. I mean, we're talking six to 10 to 12 hours a week on Clubhouse. But I didn't yes. know a lot about that stuff. But rather than kind of drilling into it, which hopefully we will get into, I'd just love to know, why do you do what you do? What's driving you? I am super driven by what we call animals or who we call animals. I'm very, very passionate about protecting the vulnerable. And I feel that non-human animals are the most vulnerable. Um, I am constantly learning about non-human animals and not only their suffering, but also their lives. Like if we would just leave them alone um, and let them live their own lives, I'm just constantly learning so much about them, their intelligence, both intellectual and emotional um, and, and the way we have tricked them and, um, you know, dominated them in ways that I personally don't feel are natural. And so I, hope that one day we can have um, animal liberation and that goes for human and non-human animals because a lot of humans are stuck in these um jobs quote unquote mm -hmm. where they are um forced to uh, inflict harm upon uh non-human sentient animals as well as their own selves in the process they're harming yeah. themselves also and that honestly i didn't even know before i started calling myself a vegan I just took it from a dietary perspective at the beginning and a health perspective. And I honestly did not even know about all of the, uh, you know, suffering that's going on um, behind, behind the scenes. Yeah. So that's quite interesting that that window or that label of veganism took you down such a, an interesting route. And did that, did that bring up any questions in terms of where you were going with your own life? You talk about people being stuck in a cycle of pain and suffering. And while obviously I know you mean about mainly exploitation, I think there's a lot of people that are trapped in this kind of understanding that life has to be boring and life has to be difficult and they just have to stick in a job, you know, that, that pays, pays the bills. Have you ever been in a situation like that yourself? And did veganism help you to see from any other angle? in terms of that so I was stuck in a job uh, before and um, honestly I wasn't vegan yet I was a pescatarian vegetarian I actually oh. was a pescatarian vegetarian for 20 years before I switched to veganism oh, okay. because I was stuck in that pattern and mentality that I needed for example fish for healthy omegas that you know some people would were continuously telling me, well, you know, you need, you need um, cheese for protein. <laughs> and uh, I, 
you know, we didn't have vegan cheese back then. So because I'm lactose intolerant um, and because of health reasons, I had already switched to like uh, non-animal yogurts, for example, and milks. But I was still a little bit on the cheese bandwagon and still eating um, eggs and things like that, even though I couldn't digest those foods very well at all. So I was stuck in those patterns of, you know, social marketing and propaganda, I guess you could say. Um, And in terms of like being stuck, I I guess sometimes, you know, I was like super focused on a particular goal. Um, But now with, with the whole vegan focus that I have, um, it helped, you know, because I'm thinking of the animals, quite frankly, so much. I know a lot of people think about the planet and I do too. And I was actually an environmentalist before I was a vegan. Mm-hmm. Growing up as a teenager, I always, you know, consider myself an environmentalist. I didn't know anything about veganism. And, um, and I do obviously care about the planet. However, I feel if we take care of, you know, animal health, both human and non-human, then the planet will be, will be healthy. So I don't super duper focus on the planet. Although, of course, the planet is important. This is our home. So, um, you know, but I do feel that sometimes we get stuck. So if I ever get stuck, you know, I think of, okay, well, what do I, what do I want to do to spread the message to um, reduce the suffering of our animals? That's really where I go to like, um, find my intention. Would you class yourself as an activist? surprisingly now yes which makes me a little bit uncomfortable I'm even squirming um I guess honestly I have to say that Clubhouse played a big role in this because um you know before you Tom invited me to join Clubhouse and I did not realize that there were so many ingrained biases and um belief systems that were so deep and so um, persistent. And it was in one of my very first um, clubhouse rooms that I uh, was in a conversation with several people. And I just realized how, how much misinformation there is out there, how many myths are still persisting. And I said, gosh, I want to do something about this, but I, I always shied away from this word activism. You know, mm. I would post food. I would try to, um, you know, um, inspire people and motivate people to uh, become vegan, mainly through food, quite frankly, or through travel. Oh, it's exciting and you can still be a vegan. Um, But it was really after hearing so many uh, myths and misinformation that I felt I had to step up my game and step up my involvement and my activism, quote unquote, and become more vocal, but become more vocal, (laughs) hopefully, in a way that is not too pushy. I know I can get up on my soapbox sometimes and I get super passionate and I start talking about the animals and people probably like, oh gosh, here she goes. But um, I have really stepped up my activism in terms of showing, uh, you know, more information about what happens uh, to the animals, 
Um, I'm trying to make it fun. So for example, today I posted something about, you know, yogurts and all the different flavors of plant yogurts and things like that. I'm trying to make it fun. I'm also trying to show, you know, the, the, the wild life that I have in my neck of the woods, mm. birds and squirrels and, you know, just trying wow. to like show uh, some compassion towards mm other, uh, you know, earthlings, if we will. Um, so yeah, I, I am kind of uh, finding my way to be honest in this whole arena of activism. That's interesting, Angel. And it's also interesting. I've heard you a few times now say that you often get very passionate and get on your soapbox. But actually, I think the way that you communicate with people, and I'm not the only person to have said this, you know, the way that you communicate and your energy and vibe I would never describe it as getting on a soapbox and, and talking down to someone. I think people can actually vibe with you quite well and they really resonate with you because you're so relatable and so open and, and authentic and genuine, I think is the word. So it's interesting that we can sometimes have perceptions of ourselves, right? That maybe not align with what, what other people see. And it's funny, isn't it? Because Clubhouse has changed the way I think about activism as well, because before I would think of an activist as someone who stands on the street corner and has a board you know or shouts slogans or it's more of like a cube of truth but I think even you know down to us just holding a room talking about veganism on a regular basis or you posting pictures of food and that kind of thing it's all just trying to get your message out there in, in the different forms right and we can argue about which is going to be most effective and which is going to resonate with most people but I'm always of the mindset that if you're authentically yourself and you know, really just just being honest and open with people, then people vibe. And I think you do that very well, Angel. And I'm curious, is this a skill that you've honed or is it something that just comes very naturally to you? Wow. Um, this takes me back to my childhood because I was raised to be diplomatic, to be um, very uh, cautious about the words I choose when I'm speaking with people, um, you know, to watch my tone. Uh, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So I've, I've struggle with that my whole life. And sometimes I, you know, doubt myself as to whether I'm really doing it very well or not, but I was raised to be like that. And so it's often top of mind, although I feel sometimes I get a little bit, a little bit passionate and a little bit carried away. Uh, but I'm glad that some people feel like, okay, I haven't gone too far. Okay. So um, yeah, this whole kind of, you know, diplomacy and like, uh, being careful about how I say things has always been a part of my my being. So I, I I am often very conscious of that. Yes, mm, that's interesting because that would never come across. Um, you know, when when you hear you speak, would you be able to tell us a little bit about your your childhood angel, as much as you're willing to share in terms of you know being that little eco warrior and not really knowing anything about veganism and what led you to get on this path of discovery? Right. So I grew up in the Bahamas. I was born in the U.S. Grew up in the Bahamas. Um, you know, surrounded by. I don't know, water, the ocean. So I've always had like great respect for, um, you know, nature, I was just surrounded by it. 
Um, but in a very traditional standard household of, you know, eating loads of meat, eating, you know, loads of animals. And I remember when we used to go on Saturdays was my mother's day off from cooking. So uh, my, <laughs> my family would go to like a fast food place or whatever. And I, I, you know, at the time it didn't, it didn't mean anything to me, I guess, but I always shied away from like having, you know, red meat and things like that. I would always choose the, the fish option, which I thought was much lighter or the, you know, the white chicken uh, parts of the flesh, because I just never really liked anything that had blood or anything like that. Even when my family um, was eating like fish and there was the head with the eyes, I was like, no, 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 I'm not eating that or other certain food. Yeah. And some people would eat that. And I was like, no, I'm not eating that face of the fish. No, 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 no. Did you feel sorry for that? Sorry to interrupt, Angel, but was it more of a empathy that you had with the fish or was it more like, oh, that's disgusting? It was more, I, I almost felt like, like, I could relate to the eyes of the fish. Like, you know, the eyes are like, Mm -hmm. you know, there. And yes, I know the fish are dead and they being cooked and all of that. But I just felt some kind of connection to their fate, to their faces and, you know, to their bodies, not so much, which is horrible, which is probably horrible, but that's just the way I was conditioned. You know, I just looked at it as a protein source. And, um, but the face, having the whole head of the fish still on the body, I did not accept to eat that part of the body. Similarly, there were other dishes that were floating around, you know, like um, pig's feet and pig's ears. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not eating those. No, no, no. So I always somehow, I don't know. I, I, I just always loved animals as well, which is another thing too like you know dogs we always had dogs at one point we had rabbits and you know fish and all that so um I I just always like had a connection to animals and I guess that was somewhere in the back of my mind uh as as my journey progressed wow and what was life like in the Bahamas back then? I'm not going to ask for a year because I know that's obviously top secret. <laughs> <laughs> that's top secret, yeah. But in terms I never of... tell Tom my age. I never tell him my age. <laughs> yeah, just to explain that inside joke, right? Um, but yeah, I'm still. Yeah. Tr- it doesn't stop me trying to find out. But I know. Curious, in whatever piece of history this was or time, I'm not saying that it was a long time ago, ancient history or anything like that. Of course not. But I'm just curious if you could paint a picture of what life would be and go into a fast food restaurant. Um, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, fast food was just kind of catching on way back when. And um, I guess, you know, I just I just like I said, I never really took to eating uh, red meat. If there was blood, I just felt like it was just too it was just too um, maybe it was too human. Maybe it was just too. um uh, violent. I'm not really sure uh, what it was, to be honest. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, typical going to school on weekends, sometimes we'd have picnics, you know, uh, on the beach or, you know, uh, in a park on the beach, things like that. So it was a typical, yeah, I guess, kind of an upbringing. But um, yeah, for some reason, and, and I don't know what, what it was about the whole environmental um, movement that really got me. But from an early age, I was like, oh, yeah, I have to be very careful about, you know, not... Um, you know, for example, uh, you know, not littering, not like, you know, tossing garbage all over the place, keeping, keeping it clean, like not using so much plastic. That was another thing too. For some reason that just kind of resonated with me. Um, but of course I didn't have the full picture about, you know, the mess that the, the, the earth is, is in right now. There was no sea spiracy or anything like that, obviously. No. no, no. And what's it like there now in terms of the vegan scene? Have you been back recently? No, I've not been back recently. However, um, I do see that the vegan scene is picking up um, in the Bahamas as well as other, you know, um, island nations, I guess, in the Caribbean, you could say. Um, you know, there are some uh, vegans who are actually on social media um, spreading the word, uh, nice. you know, so it, it is picking up, uh, slowly. I wish it would go much faster. Um, but I do think people are open. I mean, I've had, you know, three very close family members who have switched to predominantly plant-based. So they're like plant forward or plant slant. They're eating nice. plants six days a week. Their health is improved. Their energy is improved. Um, you know, so I do think people are, are, are open. They just need someone to hold their hand, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's true of a lot of people, right? Just that guidance, that shining light in the darkness, which, of course, Angel, you you present for many people. <laughs> but what, what would Thank you say, looking back over all these years and you know, going through that transition of coming from the Bahamas and eventually going vegan and then getting to this point that you're at now, what would you, what advice would you give to your former self you know be it anything about advocacy about life um what advice would you give to that younger version of yourself i would tell my younger self not to worry so much about what people think and you know what their fears are i didn't really understand that sometimes people's concerns are really like a, a mask uh, to cover up some fear they have, oh. maybe a fear of, of losing, um, you know, that uh, cultural identity that, oh, well, we always grew up eating fish. We grew up eating, um, you know, animals, or we, we grew up, uh, you know, wearing leather clothes or, you know, well, of course, wool, of course, wool and sweaters are better than, you know, cotton sweaters or something like that. Right. So um, it's, um, it's been really eye-opening for me over these years to understand that, you know, when people are, or, or you're not getting enough protein or whatever the case might be, or, you know, don't go, go out, don't go out late at night. You know, there, there are all these fears, they're concerns, but they're fears. And they're also, you know, just trying to like, hold on to some like old identity. And I think like a part of, for example, even when I moved into the uh, vegetarian and pescatarian uh, world, um, you know, it, it shook things up a little bit in my inner circle. And they were like, oh my gosh, so now we have to make sure that, you know, we have like an alternative for her when she comes over or, 
you know, when we go out to eat and things like that. So that was, I guess, kind of like a preparation, um, to be honest, for when I moved into veganism. Um, and uh, then it wasn't such a big shock for people around me. Um, but I, I would, you know, again, I would just to, to just, you know, summarize, I would say to my younger self um, to follow my heart and to do what I feel is, 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 um, is best for me and for the greater good, like not just from a selfish perspective, but look at the greater good. Um, and also I would tell my younger self to do more research <laughs> so, <laughs> instead of taking, instead of taking people's word for things blindly. Yeah. Wow. That's such good advice, especially about the identity stuff. And I think once you've been vegan a few years, you, you forget that, right? I mean, I, I've been spending quite a lot of time with my younger, younger brother because I've been locked in the UK, which has had its silver linings. You know, we've been able to train together and do things that we never would have been able to do. And I was with him the other day and I was in his room and I saw that he had a packet of crisps. In, in this country, they're called Quavers. Um, there's a, a brand called Quavers and they contain milk. And he's he was a meat eater and he was so resistant for a long time. He's only 15. And recently he said, I think, uh, you know, a big part of this has been down to the influence of his uh, his girlfriend, but he said he wants to, to move more towards vegetarianism, which he's done. And, you know, it's small steps that we always speak about. But I looked at this packet of Quavers and I thought, ah, oh, I kind of feel... I felt a little pang of feeling bad for him because I know that if he goes vegan, he won't be able to have that. And as a child, you know, it's I, what I'm trying to say to you is I went back into my kind of old way of thinking, my restrictive way of thinking. And it's interesting because when you've done it for so many years, I wouldn't think twice about not being able to have crisps or anything like that. But because it was framed from his point of view and I was seeing potentially what was going to be restricting him, it was brought home in a different manner. So I think you raised such a good point there, Angel, about coming away from that identity. But it's never, it's never as bad as we think, uh, uh, from my understanding, right? It's, it's, um, it's an uncomfortable process. And, you know, for me, there was that period of, you know, that kind of knowing that it's the right direction to go in, but feeling so uncomfortable moving forwards. Does any of that make sense or resonate? <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, I often worried, well, what people think about me? And I've realized that that's really not very important. No. I mean, it, you know, it was important, obviously, for, for many years, but I just come to realize it's not very important. And actually, you know, some people, you know, they have these ideas, but they're based on, you know, all of these biases that we have, and they're not based on facts. And so that's why I feel like, you know, doing my own research is super important. And I wish I knew that like, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Amazing. So Angel, you kind of gave us a little intro in the beginning, but what's next for you? I, you're, you're kind of mysterious, right? Yeah, I get the feeling that you don't like to give too much away. You are hard not to crack, shall we say, but maybe that's your, your great skill as well, right? So as much as you're willing to reveal to us, what's next for Angel? Clubhouse, veganism, life business whatever yeah no you're right tom you know i don't <laughs> like i don't like telling people before i do something just in case something goes wrong quote unquote and so who I cares angel keep... <laughs> i know i i might be contradicting myself but i i super like to keep things under wraps for a while until Fair i'm enough. almost ready until i'm almost ready to reveal it and so yeah i'm working on some books and mm -hmm. 
uh, some events. Uh, I'm presenting uh, at a bridal show this week for Earth Day on, nice. um, yeah, on uh, t- uh, 10 tips for engaged couples uh, to go vegan together. Wow. So that's really cool. You know, I'm really trying to go with the flow and respond to what uh, people want. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like listening, like my ears to the ground as to what people want. And I picked up on a few, um, you know, gaps of what people really want um, to, to, to enhance their, their lives and their lifestyles, their health, um, you know, and so I'm just kind of following um you know following the 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 demand i guess we could say amazing well angel it's great to have it on here on record so we've we've got that now and you heard it here first guys so i'm excited to see what you come out with next and of course we'll be on clubhouse every day probably forever (laughs) (laughs) clubhouse is awesome thank you so much for inviting me to clubhouse tom it's been awesome no not at all if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about clubhouse is an an audio app basically you can host rooms and the only thing you can really do is is use your voice right angel yes and i love it because there are no distractions with people typing comments Mm -hmm. uh you know in a chat box or something like that i just love it i love all of that you know personal interaction with people from all over the world it's awesome yeah, hundred percent. So, if you want an invite, then do let us know. It'd be great to have you in our rooms. But Angel, would would you be able to leave us with just telling everyone where they can find out a little bit more about you? Yes, um, everyone can find me on Instagram, and my handle or my page is a yummy vegan. I'm also on Clubhouse as um, a yummy vegan. I have a website, ayummyveganlifestyle.com. And uh, yeah, I'm also on YouTube, uh, A Yummy Vegan. So if anyone wants to watch my videos that I also post on Instagram. So that's pretty much how people can find me. Amazing, Angel. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Take care. Thank you so much, Tom. It was awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.